A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, joined as always by Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? Life's great. Loving life. Always loving the weekend. Best part of the week. And what about yourself? I am doing amazingly well. Um, it is a lovely, dreary day, but we're having a good time. So, for today's episode, we are back with the Tell All special. Um, so, Brendan is going to give us the questions. We're going to go through a bunch of Tell All specials. Uh, but before we get too far into it, I do want to say that uh, you can support us. You can send us messages at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. You can buy t shirts uh, also below in the link in the link of the description below. And I think that's all I have. So Brendan, take it away. Get us going with our lovely tell all special that I'm sure all of you have missed. I mean, we had a hundred views on YouTube for the last one. So this is going to be good stuff. All right, Logan, if you could ask one question and be guaranteed complete honesty, what would that question be? So, I'm kind of stupid, so I probably would ask a question to clarify the question, like, who is this directed at? And I'd probably waste my question right there. That being said, I think I would I would ask something along the lines of, can I, or, like, what people think about me, or what is their opinion, genuine opinion of me? Because a lot of times I get the feeling that I don't really believe when people say nice things about me. They'll say, oh, Logan, you're a great dude, or you're this, and you're that. And I look at them, and I'm like, well, you've never said anything bad about me. You've never criticized me. So how do I know you're not just saying this just to say it because you're supposed to say nice things in front of other people? Hmm. Um, I don't do that. I genuinely tell people how I feel about them, but I sometimes question other people. Uh, so that that would be my answer. How about you, Brendan? What... what uh, what question would you ask? Inspired by my good friend Greta. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my question. <laughs> All right, Brucey. If you were a kitchen appliance, which would you be and why? Um, I was thinking spatula. That's the one that just comes right to my brain. It's it's a very useful utensil. It's used in a lot of a lot of cooking for like omelets, for burgers. It's very versatile. It can be used in a lot of different ways. And I I like to think that I am a loyal part or a loyal member of whatever group I'm a part of that I can be counted on to be used for a variety of different tasks and objects. Um, with that being said, Brendan also wants me to add that I could also be used as a spanking machine as to spank any poor children that has disrespected their mother. So mm -hmm. I guess that means I can be both a blessing and a curse. And so just just beware, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, what would your answer be to the uh, your kitchen appliance question? Definitely an electric whisk because I absolutely love baking. I have for years, wasn't always great at it. My home ec teacher told me that I had warm hands, and uh, that stopped me from 
mixing the food and, and holding it tightly enough together. It was like melting under my, my sweaty palms. But I've gotten better. And I just have like a dish of water beside me to keep them cool. So I would love to be... So I love eating sugary things anyway. <clears throat> and if you were an electric whisk, you're effectively just like, you know, metal teeth. And just, you, you, you live to be around sugar and spice and all those nice things. Cakes uh, in, in their mixture form. So yeah, I think that'd be beautiful. So, so good. Mwah. Um, Okay, let's go to a slightly more serious one. You're in a life-endangering accident. You're going to lose a limb. What is it? An arm or a leg? I will take the leg for two hundred dollars, uh, Alex. Uh, no, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would lose my leg because I'm thinking I don't want to be Anakin Skywalker where I have a robotic arm. I uh, don't want that. But a robotic leg, it is annoying um, from what I've seen from the people who have lost legs. But at the same mm. time, you can have a robotic leg. You could also be in a wheelchair. And you still have your two hands, so you can like still do things with your hands and make things. Um, you just have to be either seated or sit down. So if I had to choose, I would take, I would lose the leg, but uh, that's just my that's just my opinion at the moment. How about you, Brendan? What uh, what would you do? Oh, well, I'm a writer, so my arms are very important to me. So uh, yeah, sorry, legs. I love you both. Right one, I love you a little bit more than my left one, but I have to sacrifice the leg. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise I'd have one of those writers who's like a one-handed typist, or else get someone else to do it for me. And uh, I've read my novels out of the first draft. I don't think anyone needs to hear me say those out loud. So uh, I gotta keep my arms. Gotta keep my arms. All right, if you were given a million dollars today... How would you spend this? <laughs> well, I'd spend it all on college because that's a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I would probably spend, uh, there would be a good portion of it that I would give to charities or organizations that spread the gospel. And I know do a good job spreading the gospel. Mm. And that most of the money goes to that. Uh, I would also use some of it on traveling to go around and do like missions work of some kind of sharing the gospel, going and seeing different countries, getting out of America where I've always been and seeing other nations and other situations and what God is doing there. Um, and there would be some of it that I would use for like helping people who need college money or other kind of things because really you know money is just a thing that we're given on earth as much as i can sometimes freak out about lack of money or running out of money especially seeing as i don't currently have a job but at the same time it's just an item it's just an object it's not something that like once you pass away you don't get to keep your money you don't get to say wow I'm, i was a billionaire you're dead you don't get to take that with you to heaven. Uh, you whatever crowns you made on earth is what your reward and what how rich you are in heaven. So that would be my that would be my my crux is to uh, use leverage that money for gaining as many crowns in heaven for Christ as possible. Uh, how about you, Brandon? How many how many Porsches are you buying? 
Well, firstly, there's no point buying a Porsche in Ireland because our stretch of road is nowhere near as long as yours. And our speed limit's not as fast typically either. <laughs> so a Porsche would be a waste of money. Uh, I have to say, I was right there with you about the crowns until you said you were winning them for Jesus. I'm going to hold on to every crown I own. <laughs> and if I throw one at his feet, I expect to get another one in its place. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, yeah, I, wa- I wasn't even thinking about tithing, but I suppose since, since you brought up charity, I there are certain ministers of the gospel that I'd, I would support financially. And other than that, Bitcoin to the moon, baby. I'd have to just spend it on, 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 on crypto. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, all the good ones. And uh, I would laugh myself silly when this hyperinflation economic crisis is over all the multi-millions that have made his place. And here I thought you were just going to invest in Nancy Pelosi's stocks. <laughs> oh, she's taken stock, but I think she's taken stock of her life nowadays. I don't think she has a heck of a lot of it left. So, uh, there'll be no fine following her example. <laughs> Although she may reappear on my list in a couple of questions time, we'll see. Uh, all right the next question where would no one expect to find the bodies dun 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 probably in my my shed currently because no one goes in the shed Mm. there's no need to go in the shed it's falling apart it could be would probably be condemned by some people so no one goes in there so if you're going to leave a body in somewhere uh the bodies go there (laughs) Groundhogs will eat it or something. Nice. <laughs> How about you, Brendan? Where where do the bodies go? <laughs> oh, I would have to say the bogs. Because bogs were typically where Irish criminals and murderers buried bodies over the centuries, even though within millennia. In our National History Museum and our Archaeology Museum, we actually have a section called Bog Bodies where they found perfectly preserved bodies of individuals who were massacred, murdered, violated, and dumped. Uh, you can still see like, their red hair, their shining white teeth. Um, and their descriptions of how they were murdered, like one of them had his nipples removed. Um, so the idea is that he was probably the son of a chief and was likely to become the chief of that tribe. Um, but you had to be physically flawless in order to get the job. So they probably cut off his nipples to prevent him from getting the job and then killed him. And so on and so forth. Or even about 40 minutes down the road from where I live, <clears throat> we have an area called Carlingford. And we've got a big hotel there. And one of my, actually two of my friends were, were staying there one night. And in that, in the hotel room, she had a dream. And in that dream, she saw a corpse. So she woke up, said, that was a bit mad. Went to a museum in that area and saw the exact corpse she had dreamt about. So she went to the receptionist and said, receptionist, receptionist, I have a question. And the receptionist anticipated what she was going to say and said, you're staying in that hotel, aren't you? It was built on a bog. So because it was built in a bog, where lots of bodies have been buried, it's this Hive like satanic demonic activity. So I think it is such a cliche in our country nowadays 
that I think no one would think you were stupid enough to put one there. So, uh, you know, a minus times a minus a positive? It was so bad, but did some bad there? I think you get away with it. So yeah, the bog. <laughs> Please don't come to my country and start killing people with them in bogs. <laughs> that was a very long, drawn-out answer for where I got there. <laughs> All right, broski. Who's number one on your hit list? To put in said bog. Or shed. To put in said bog. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. There's not anyone... I'm not going to incriminate myself, so I'm not going to like mm. put any specific name on because I could, but I'm not going to do that. Um, and a lot of times, I think my hit list is probably more for like who needs saved because <laughs> they're the people who annoy me the most. Um, so I'll, instead of just to answer the question as honestly as possible, I'm going to go for a group of people, and it's the Ooh. group of people that like to wear masks in their cars. Those people are on my hit list because they're just, and, and if you're one who's listening to this, you probably just need to turn off this podcast. Now don't listen to us ever again. It really gets worse from here. I will haunt you. I will put you in a bog. Um, I am, I am coming for you. I am inevitable. I am Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brendan, how about you? Who's on your hit list? <laughs> Ooh, I kind of want to say Nancy Pelosi, but I suppose I've already mentioned her, and I don't think she needs me to help her along. If she just keeps tumbling downstairs in those high heels, she'll finish herself off. Um, can I just say, like, communists? <laughs> you know, you chose a group of people. <laughs> there you go. Maybe the Tarnished of Ireland. Our Taoiseach, who's our Prime Minister, is pretty evil too, Michal Martin. But our Taunishta, second in command, Leo Bradker, um, went door to door, knocking on people's doors, <laughs> obviously. But it was just what happens, you go door to door. Um, advocating that they vote for abortion to be legalised um, right up to birth a few years ago. And we, until then, had probably been like the foremost caregivers towards mothers and children, babies um, on earth. And let's just say people no longer call us the land of saints and scholars because that reversion got in. So yeah, maybe him. Evil person. Leo Bradker. Sounds like a vampire's name. Alright, do you sleep with your eyes open or closed? Well, I'm not a psychopath, so it's obviously closed all the time. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> my physical eyes are closed. My spiritual eyes are never more open than when I'm asleep. The things I see, Lord help us and save us. But greater days are ahead, people. And justice is coming. Logan, if someone was filming your life up to this point, what would be on the soundtrack? Oh, man. This feels like a question that I should have sat down and, like, made 12 songs and put them all together and been like here we go here's the soundtracks of my life uh i kind of feel like uh there's a song that i just that someone just sent to me recently it was called like i'm a banana i feel like that that encompasses this past summer um 
because it just fits the character. Uh, so that would be on there. It's not the greatest song, but it is funny. Uh, so look that up. I don't even know who it's by, but look that up. Um, there would be probably some some Christian songs in there. There'd probably be some uh, like this is a it's it's a terrible song because there is the, and you have to listen to the clean version. But there's a song that's like me, myself, and I. Because I feel like that's just my whole life. It's just, ooh, it's just me, myself, and I. Um, so I feel like that would be on there somewhere. And then there would be like a return scene whenever I just come back to something. And it would just be like, I'm back in black. Uh, so ACDC would be would be loud and proud um, in that one. So those, that's like a sampling of, I think, what would be on there. How about you, Brendan? What would be uh, on your soundtrack of your life? Ooh, I think when I was younger, <laughs> you know that song, Lonely, I'm Mr. Lonely, I have nobody, yes. definitely. Oh, that one's online too. <laughs> Maybe even sometimes yeah. more recently, yeah. Hey, get your own soundtrack. Yeah, scratch the me, myself, and I, put that on. <laughs> no close words in that song, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only the chorus, I know the chorus is clean. Um, then in my, probably my karate days, Eye of the Tiger, I think that's probably a very fitting one. Um, when I go to do Warfare with the Darkness, Led Zeppelin, the Immigrant Song, what a tune. It never made much of an impact to me until I saw Thor Ragnarok, and I said, that is perfection. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, when I find love in my life, she's out there somewhere, it will be Abba's Lay All Your Love on Me, and the day we get married, Abba's Say I Do, I Do, I Do, Do. <laughs> if she says I don't, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday in the future I'll have like a less busy Saturday where I'll do like nothing with my weekend because I'll be so absolutely rich that I won't be depending on the approval of listeners across the continent to feel good about myself. And then Bruno Mars the lazy song. But that remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> Today I don't feel like doing anything. That one. <laughs> oh gosh. If you could have a song, like, every time you enter a room, what would it be? <laughs> I try uh, not to pick it is... Yeah, no, I, I've already thought about this. This is the Imperial March or the... Ooh, good. Uh, good choice. Or just the Star Wars, like, that one, too. So that one's, that one's if you want to be more light and upbeat. Um, but most of the time, I get I head wrecking, though. The room and feel them feel the impact of my arrival, and so that's why the Imperial March would be there. <laughs> oh, I think that's a good one. Yeah, it, it's interesting how we're we're, we're choosing super villain songs for that one. I was going to say the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen the movie. I just know the Phantom of the Opera is there inside your mind. I know the class. <laughs> Oh, man. Ooh. Okay, how about this one? Try this one on for size. You were given three wishes by a genie. What do you wish for? 
And no, you cannot ask for infinite wishes or anything of that variety. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so this is this feels like a question I've answered like 15 different ways, but I usually answer it always the same way. Okay, so I'm rolling up my okay. sleeves, so you're all prepared for this. Uh, first of all, uh, it would be to either, yeah, let's say I'm let's meet whoever my wife is, so I get to meet her. So whether okay. I haven't met her yet or I already have met her, I get to meet her and start working on that. Um, mm. because. The enjoyable part is the journey. It's not the destination. So it's enjoyable to go on the journey. You want to be on the journey, not somewhere lost in the line waiting to get on the ride. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, bypass any innuendos people might pick up there. Flawless. Analogy is flawless. Uh, wish number two is that the... Uh, the Browns got rid of the the sexual abuser that they currently have on their team, and they Ooh. went back to actually being lovable good guys and no, not evil, terrible people. Um, oh. And number three uh, is probably that uh, there would be like a huge revival in our world and nation for Christ. That it wouldn't mm. be so much like the evil winning or evil getting ahead but that like god would write the ship and god's word would be going forth and i do believe that that will happen that god's word is going to go forth people are going to be saved and it is happening Amen. now in the midst of all the chaos that's going on that's so right. i would just love that to start now and to be able to see the the seeds of that happening so those would be my three mm. wishes how about you brendan what are what are you thinking for your three wishes yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on the third one. Um, that the revival will kick off now. Um, or instantaneously upon making the wish. That justice will come to the wicked on a massive scale. Um, like, there's more... I know a lot of people talk about, you know, slavery in the past. Mm, it's just changed form. No, no, no. There, there's legitimate slavery out there. It's called making sex slaves. And it's bigger than the Northern Atlantic slave trade ever was. That all those sex traders will be dealt with. Um, politicians who are absolutely in cahoots of evil and the powers and principalities of the dark world. Celebrities who are absolutely um, part of the Illuminati and the One World Government, scientists in CERN, the European Union, that anyone who's involved in creating the crisis that we're living in would be dealt with, be it ever most severely. And the third one... Hmm. That abortion would be a thing of the past. It is the single greatest evil that any human could ever perform against another human. When God sends a baby, it's to be a gift. He doesn't put a tag on it to return to sender. There's no right. So, uh, that'll be erased for all time. Okay, which... <laughs> Since we spoke with death, which execution method do you believe is the most interesting in history? I feel like a hypocrite saying that after just like, you know, justice and divorce and all that kind of crap. <laughs> but you know what? 
people have found very creative ways of killing others. And uh, from an historical point of view, it can be quite interesting, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting was the upside down uh, crucifixion of people. That was rather mm. interesting. Mm. Because the Christians did not want to be crucified like Christ was. And so their way of doing it was flip reverse it. <laughs> mm. um, and that w- that's an interesting way because it, it brings the glory to Christ and it focuses on Christ. And even in your moment of death, mm. Christ is honored, glorified in you not doing the same, having the same death as he did. I mean, you do, but it's just reversed. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, I always yeah. thought that was that was a curious way of executing someone. Um, how about you? What What do you say? Well, I know in ancient Ireland we had what was called the Wicker Man. It basically looked humanoid, was made out of wood, it was a cage, effectively, and uh, people would be put inside of it and then burned alive um, onto. Um, so as to worship false gods. Uh, yeah. You see another kind of it, actually, um, in the early church, where the Romans had this big bull sculpture, um, but they would put Christians, our brothers and sisters, within it, um, and again, set them as uh, a fire beneath it to torch and, and scorch them alive, but burn them alive. Um, and, and, and until they died, and again, it was a form of um, great persecution against the body of Christ, um, but also in honor of the demons that they worshipped. Mm. And uh, a an idol of that bull was recently seen at the Commonwealth Commonwealth Games, um, where this big pagan witchy ceremony took place about, uh, you know, taming the bull. And uh, this time around, it was a machine. And they originally spoke about the likelihood of having to scrap it entirely afterwards until a ridiculous number of very disillusioned um, and spiritually confused people signed a petition to rescue this symbol of our people's mass massacre. Uh mm. So that it could be put on display for the public to see for some creepy, bizarre, demonic reason. All right. Who would you get to play as you in the movie of your life? I <laughs> uh, see so you're only interested in the most important questions for the last question of the episode. There you Who go. would I get to play me? Um, I've heard people say... Matt Damon, of all people, could play me. Um, okay. I'm trying to imagine this podcast with Matt Damon. I just can't. <laughs> um, it's like, hello I and welcome. I'm your host, Matt Damon. I mean, Logan Howard. Uh, an old version of me could probably be uh, Tom Cruise, maybe. I feel like I'm being extremely... Uh, extremely arrogant with all these answers i'm not being i'm just trying to find somebody because a lot of the time i'd be like yeah i'd just play myself um <laughs> i'm the only person who understands me 
so I don't know. I, I think it would it'd be somewhere in those two, but those dudes are both older than me, so I don't know who who like is my age that actually play me. How about you? Do you? I actually have someone who I think could play you, mm. and I think I've told you about it. Um, he's like he's like a dude on some YouTube channel. He's on, he's a guy on some YouTube channel that looks uh exactly like him. If you look up a guy named like Damian Haas, it looks exactly like Brendan. It's just the American blue haired oh, version. Oh, you mentioned this guy before. I considered dyeing my hair blue a while back ago. Actually, one of my friends is a barber and it's like don't you dare oh yes you did send me this guy before didn't you german yeah okay yeah i've been there middle name is christian i am a christian it's a good sign but anyway who would uh who would play you you know what he may not be the worst contender yeah okay i could kind of see that actually It seems like we finally found a rubric match. <laughs> Let's give him a try. <laughs> He's a funny guy too. If someone knows like, a little bit of his agent, just like you know, let us know and we'll, we'll touch base. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll interview him and tell him how accurately he betrays me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed those uh, tell-all questions and answers. It's been a few months since we last did anything of the sort. Now, just to encourage your souls as we step into exciting, greater days, we're going to turn to John chapter 17, verses 13 to 17. This takes place at the infamous Last Supper when everyone was lied to by the good Lord, told they were coming around for dinner, and instead he just reads them page after page after page after page after chapter after chapter after chapter of theology and prayer. And I don't know about you, friends, when someone invites me for dinner and all I actually want to do is pray, I can't handle it. I try to find an excuse to leave. <laughs> I'm like, oh, stop the lights, get me the heck out of here. There's like, this is one long prayer, friends. Money medicine. For those of you getting offended, get over yourselves. <laughs> there are actually things of the world to get angry at, not me. Alright, so this is what Jesus <laughs> prays concerning um his disciples. And he says, I'm coming. <laughs> Even Logan had to pause for a second there and be like, is he serious? I'm coming to you now. But I say these things while I'm still in the world that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your words, and the world has hated them. Hello. For they are not of the world anymore. The I'm of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, so stop praying for the rapture, people. But you protect them from the evil one. They are not out of the world, even as I am not of it. Forgive me, read that. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus' disciples, the eleven, and then Matthias joined them, became the twelve. They formed a group called the Way. They were hated, friends. They were despised. They were persecuted against. Most of them were murdered. All of them were treated badly by their contemporaries. 
and there's nothing new under the sun. I know the days we're living in are hard, are evil, are wicked. The force of darkness are rallying against us unlike ever before, and it seems like they're very close to winning. But I believe that Jesus is praying for his kids right now, that you would not fear, you would not tag out of the fight, because we're in the good fight of faith. And spoiler alert, friends, we're going to win. There's one thing more powerful than the force of darkness on this earth, and that's the church. God's kids. At the end of all these videos, I always say <laughs> that praise you found your lips, celebrate, and eat ice cream. That's because when you're praising, you're declaring who Jesus is. The sovereign strong. The most high God. The victor. The champion. The true ruler of earth. When you eat ice cream, makes you happy. And there's a lot of unhappiness out there. A lot of depression, a lot of sadness. But you have to make whatever that ice cream looks like in your life, you have to make active decisions to celebrate and enjoy the smaller fire moments. People can pray for you. God can speak to you and reveal things to you, but you have to make a decision about how you feel. And celebration, that comes from joy within. And that joy is within you. It's the fruit of Holy Spirit. And if you believe in the finished work of the cross and the empty grave for the forgiveness of your sins, he lives in you. But you have to choose to activate that joy. And why? Because it's your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's what keeps you going. It empowers you to hope. And I don't know if you've ever gone through life with no hope. I have. And let me assure you, it feels very long, very empty, and not really all that worth living. So my prayer is John 17, 13, 17 for you. That you hope again, you find joy again, you celebrate again, you don't tag out, you stay in the fight. Because victory is ours. And you're going to see the darkness get pushed back beyond what you could possibly ever think, ask, or imagine. And you don't have to wait much longer. All right, Broski. How do you find this passage uh, speaks to your heart? Encourage God's kids out there. Um, I think along along with what Brendan said, uh, which I think he said was very was very good and very apropos. The the thought process here about God and Jesus uh, making us separate and different from the world. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to look different, smell different, sound different. So when everyone else around you is miserable, depressed, sad, worried, freaked out, scared, you fill in the adjectives. Uh, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to look different. We're supposed to talk different. We, we have a future. We have a hope. We know we're going to be with Christ one day. We're gonna be with God one day, so don't get sucked up in the in the in the feelings that so easily berate us. Of it's hopeless, it's over. We're not gonna win. All that stuff. We know the answer. We know mm -hmm. the, the Bible. That's why he, he says in here, "I've given them your word." He gave it to us. He gave us everything that's gonna happen. He gave us everything that we need to live to follow him in his Bible, in his word. 
So read it, live yeah. it, love every second of it, drink it, like make it your food. That's why we call, we have those things that are called daily bread, yeah. uh, little devotionals is because you're supposed to be in the word like you'd have bread every day. It's the same kind of thing. It's, it's living water. It, mm-hmm. it, it changes yep. our, it changes our, our mindsets, our goals, um, and it helps us to refocus because, well, let me be honest, every day I wake up or you, you wake up as well. And every day we wake up, uh, there's always a temptation to take things into our own hands, to make it about us, to make our day focused on us, to, to have our selfishness take over. And we want, we want what we want. Every day we'll have that fight every day you do, and we can overcome it. We can conquer it and live correctly for Christ. When we start our days with his, with his word. Then if we start our days with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the things that just promote self and even depression and all that stuff that it promotes and not reading our word and living in our word. So maybe each and every one of us, even I, I'm as I'm sitting here thinking, how much, how often do I spend my time on my phone compared to how often do I spend my time in God's word? And if you're like me, then it's probably you spend a huge time on your phone and a little bit of time in your Bible. And I think that needs to flip in a lot of our lives. We need to spend a lot of time in our Bibles, a lot of times reading, knowing, learning God's word, sharing God's word, and less time on what we look like or what we care about or what game is going on or whatever else is happening in our lives and focus on what's true because it says here focus on what's true your word is truth god's word is truth when a world where every day we wake up we're not sure who's lying to us we're pretty sure they're lying and the only thing that's true is they're lying to us <laughs> and we're not sure what the truth is his word is truth it has never changed it will not change uh the people who want to say or twist scripture to mean something else don't follow those people, but his, his word is truth. If you want truth, if you want truth in your life today, tomorrow, the rest of your lives, memorize God's word, live God's word, read God's word, be in God's word. That's what makes you different. That's what makes you set apart. That's what sanctifies you. Um, so with that, uh, as we wrap up today, uh, as, as we said at the beginning, you can send us a message from Dublin to Cleveland, gmail.com. Buy a shirt. If uh, if there's anything, any questions you have or anything you guys want to ask us, send it. Send it on its way. I we have 90 more of these truth be told questions, so we will milk this and beat this dead cow <laughs> till it's dead. Uh, we're not going to do it next week. We'll, we'll have some breaks in between. We're not going to like jam it down your throat. We're not going to make you drink out of a fire hose. But just know there's 90 more and. Your suffering is not at its end yet. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> anything you'd like to add? No, no, that's great. I'll just pray as I... Sh- Guys, take up your Bibles in your hand. Let's do this 1990s Sunday school style. This is my Bible. I love my Bible. My Bible is the Word of God. He is true. He does not lie. Deception is not in him. He is perfect. 
He is good. He loves me. There is no darkness within him. His plans for me are good. Not to harm me. To give me hope and a future. And I will live to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen, amen, and amen. Let those words be your testimony. Let those words be your daily confession, friends. When you wake up and get in bed in the morning, know these for you. He's working all things together for your good. And that these days of darkness will very soon end. And you're going to step into a brave new world that you've been praying for. Amen. Amen. And amen. See you later, friends. See you, friends. Uh, next week, think color. Have a great day. Bye-bye.